Welcome and thank you for listening to this message from Legacy Church New Braunfels. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from Pastor B. Watts. Can you guys give a hand? Stand up with me as we invite Miss B up front. Miss B is one of our elders here at Legacy, and uh, we are going to be so delighted to hear the message that's on her heart this morning. Um, She is a firebrand, (laughs) right? Has just a heart, a mother, and a leader, and has been in ministry for many, many years, and so we're really blessed to be able to receive from you this morning. So let me just pray for you really quick. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Father. For B, Lord, we just thank you for this woman of God. We thank you, Father that her latter years will be greater than even her former because you are not done, God. There is so much more that you have for her and to release through her, and we receive her, God. We receive her as a treasure, as a leader, as an elder of this house, as a mother of this house, Father. So we just thank you, Holy Spirit. Flow through her. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He is so amazing. Aren't you just so thrilled about our our youth uh, experiencing the supernatural and never, ever let it burn out? Don't let that third degree go out. That burn, just keep it burning all the time, and that is just being attentive to the Holy Spirit, just hearing his voice and, and hearing what he has to say and what he wants you to do. And, you know, uh, we, should, we should practice the treasure hunt all the time because you never know who's been praying for someone and they are ready to give their hearts. Hello. We have thunder uh, in Jesus' name. So uh, today, I just want to kind of uh, give you just a little introduction to myself. Um, Cindy did very well. Okay, so we have probably about close to 30 minutes, and we're going to have a prayer. (laughs) Okay, let's see if I can stay here, okay? (laughs) There may be, there's a couple of times I'm going to go over to the board here, so I'll kind of let you know. Uh, so, um, I am B. Watts. I have uh, three children. I have six grandchildren. I have five or eight grandchildren and two more on the way. Uh, <laughs> yay. My uh, sweetheart, Larry, went to heaven last year. Uh, we were married almost 60 years. We were uh, kind of planning our uh, big day, but he had a bigger day uh, in heaven. So we didn't get to do that in the physical, but uh, he's celebrating every day of his life there, of course. So I just want to tell you a couple of Papa stories. Uh, he, he always wanted to tell a funny, and then he always wanted to tell a story about uh, an adventure a kingdom adventure of what had happened. So I'm going to try to do that. So he, um, he told this story about <laughs> this lady who had, four, had had four husbands. And so they were kind of talking to her and asking her, oh, so you've, you've had four husbands. And she said, yeah. And he, they said, well, what did they do? They all do? Did they all work at the same 
did they all have the, uh, the same work and, and uh, education and so forth? Oh, no. They were all different. So my first husband was a banker. And my second husband was a ringmaster for a circus. And my third husband, which was my favorite, he was a preacher. And then my fourth husband was an undertaker. And they're going like, whoo, that is, that is a lot of occupations. That must have been real exciting. And she said, well, yeah, one for the money, two for the show, and three to get ready, and four to go. <laughs> So he loved to tell funny stories, and if you hear me, I'll probably tell he has a whole lot of them. And then the other story that I want to tell was um, a very interesting one. <clears throat> so he had a real big heart for winning souls. I mean, he, he, was, he won when he got to heaven. I know his biggest crown was the crown of rejoicing, which is a soul winner's crown. Uh, he won so many. And so he had won this young man uh, to the Lord that was uh, a crack addict. And he sold drugs, and he, he really was in a bad shape. But once he gave his life to the Lord, and the Lord transformed him, and he, he began just, you know, loving the Lord and, and, and just doing great things for God and winning people to the Lord. And so he called my husband one night, and he said, I've got a couple of guys over at the house, and I'm winning them to the Lord, but they want to know more. Can you come over? And he said, well, sure, I'll come over. And uh, so he, he went over to the house, and, and they were talking, and so they had called another couple of guys that needed the Lord, and they came over, and they were all beginning to pray, and they heard the sirens go off. And... In stormed the police, and the neighbors wasn't aware that this house had been transformed. They thought it was still a crack house. So guess what? They seen all these cars coming up. They called the police. Well, my husband, he had to produce his, uh, you know, his minister's card, or else they were going to take him to jail. But you know what he did? <laughs> he said he told the policeman what was going on there, and he prayed for them, and one of them gave their heart to the Lord. <laughs> so he had, he just had a lot of interesting stories to tell. And I got to go with him on quite a few of them, and, uh, but I stayed home on a lot of them too. Um, I just want to say <clears throat> that I have preached at a lot of other churches. Uh, I also... Uh, <clears throat> go to Baytown, Texas, and I preach there once a month. Uh, we are on, uh, I, I am, honey and I were, uh, but uh, I'm on the pastoral team there, so once a month I get to go and, and uh, pray for them, preach to them, and we see a mighty move of God every Sunday. It is, it is, just, it is just powerful. And so uh, I might share some of those things with you sometime that, that is going on there. Uh, but right now, I just want to pray, and I just want to release the supernatural, because you know what? It's already here. You know why? Because you're supernatural people. You're miraculous people. So, you know, we invite the Holy Spirit to come in and do what he wants to do, but you know what? He's already here. Jesus is already in the room. The Holy Spirit is here to bring added revelation to what I say, because I cannot possibly, uh, you know, come and talk to each one of you individually 
individually in, in speaking, but you know what? Holy Spirit can, and he can add levels of understanding, and he can add levels of hunger and revelation to you today as you hear and as you uh, participate in hearing the Lord, because this is a church where you come and you hear the Lord. You hear Holy Spirit talking to you, and you hear Holy Spirit encouraging you, and so therefore you are encouraged to go out and preach and pray and prophesy and do the things that supernatural people do. Hallelujah. So Father God, right now in Jesus' name, we just release breakthrough. We release the fire of God. Lord, we release the supernatural, the signs, the wonders, the miracles. Uh, Father God, help us to discern what you want, uh, what you want to do in this place, uh, what you want to do in each one of our hearts. Speak individually to us uh, in your own words, in the ways and, and the things of God that you want us to hear. Uh, we release understanding. Uh, we release anointing, anointing, anointing. Uh, have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. You are welcome to come in. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we just cry out to you, Jesus. Change our hearts. Let us know the heart of the Father greater than we've ever known. And we ask you, Jesus, to come in with your blood and purify our hearts and purify our mouths, purify our thoughts, purify us before you so that we will be ministers in the kingdom of God and ministers for the kingdom because we know the kingdom of God is at hand right now and we thank you that the kingdom of God is within us and as we receive your power your strength and your glory and your anointing today we are able to go out and do kingdom adventures in Jesus name thank you father thank you lord so I want to talk to you today about leaving an inheritance or a legacy to generations. We all are part of generations. We, can, we all have these old pictures of people that probably some of us don't even know who they are, uh, but we've seen them in our past. And we know that we have a legacy of way back. Some people in here, you have a legacy of, of parents who, who led you and prayed for you and took you to church. Or, or you've seen the miraculous like our young people seen. Uh, our kids could tell you uh, dozens of stories of seeing the miraculous because that's the way they were raised. And some of you may have not been raised in the miraculous some of you this may be your first generation to have the miraculous or to have the Spirit of God that's okay because you know what you're raising up your own generation now a generation that's going to seek God and going to see the miracles yeah I was raised uh, up with Oral Roberts uh, as one of my idols almost uh, because I've seen so many people healed uh, I've seen so many people's lives changed and Billy Graham and, and so many of those ministers back in that day and time. And uh, I was raised with my mother that believed in miracles. You lived a miracle life. Uh, if you were sick, you got healed. Uh, you didn't go to the doctor. <laughs> you were healed because she would lay hands on you. And then if you didn't get healed, she'd kind of shake you a little bit, you know. And <laughs> believe God, uh, you want to get healed the first time around. You don't want to wait till the shake 
Satan goes on and casting out the devil or whatever. <laughs> but, but my mother believed in the miraculous. So, so I have a powerful generation also of my, my uh, husband's family. Uh, she was my mother-in-law, father-in-law. They were powerful uh, pastors, pioneers, uh, missionaries, and so forth. And so we have a, we have a very rich heritage. And so uh, I just want to read you a couple of scriptures here to start out. Uh, Psalm 78 and 4, it says, We will tell the generations that are to come the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his mighty works that he has performed, so that they may recount them to their children. And you can pass it down. If there's anything worth passing down, it's those mighty, powerful acts of God that you have seen. And if you haven't seen those, and if you have not ministered to the, uh, those to your family, you need to say, hey, I want to. Sign up for it, because he will do it. He will allow you to see the miraculous. And you can also pass those stories down to your children. <clears throat> Psalms 105.8 says, He has remembered his covenant forever, his word to a thousand generations. So the first thing is, let's leave a, a legacy of mighty works, the power of God and Holy Spirit. Let's testify to our generation, to our family. Let it be, you know what? I believe that God is raising up this church as well as many other churches. For this, that the young people experienced, it will be your norm. It will be your normal week. It, it won't be something that just happens like, oh my, did you know this happened two years ago? No, you will see it with your eyes. This is the day of the outpouring. This is the day that we will have more than enough. This is the day that you are going to be able to see. All you have to do is just be hungry to see those miracles and those transformations in people's lives and salvations. Hallelujah. So we want to, re we want to leave a legacy of blessings and healings and kingdom adventures. Oh, guess what we did? Oh, let me tell you what we did. We went on a, a treasure hunt at Ikea. Woo! And that is amazing. I love going on those treasure hunts. Those are powerful. If you've never, as adults, if you've never been on one, maybe you need to go with them. Maybe you need to go and see what it's all about. Like, oh, you know, I just, I just, I don't think that I'm up for that. I don't think I'm into that. Well, you know what? We need to get into it because it's the kingdom of God. We need to. It needs to be our norm so that we can retell. Will you invite your family home at Thanksgiving? You don't have to talk about politics. You can talk about the kingdom adventures that you've been on. If they start the politics, you go like, hey, wait a minute, let me tell you. Let me tell you what I saw. Let me tell you what we did. Let me tell you about Holy Spirit. They don't want to hear it. Say, you know, hear it anyway. <laughs> so much better than politics at the, at the dinner table with all the family. Yes, amen. 
<laughs> you don't have the division. You know, you don't have it. You just have praising Jesus. So we can have our stories to tell like Daniel did, like David and Elijah and Ezekiel and Moses. We can have our stories to tell like the uh, people in the book of Acts those first pioneers, that early church, as they came out of that upper room and they began to share, they had stories to tell. So we want to be there. How many of you are the Book of Acts people? Are y'all the Book of Acts people? All right, let's act like it. Let's do the acts of the Book of Acts. Hallelujah. Yes, come on. Let's have that generation stories that we will tell our children. I know I, I get to tell my little great-grandchildren the stories uh, about Daniel and oh, how that lion was so hungry and, and how that he was delivered. And I get to tell them Papa stories. That's, that's amazing, too. They always love to hear the Papa stories. And so I just want to say we... As a body of believers, need a larger physical building and location to pray, to prophesy, to teach, to train, to send, to see miracles, heal, and deliver. We will not let the walls of this building that we're going to talk about today, we will not let the walls of this building confine us to religion, to lethargy, are being disciples for the kingdom than someone else. The building is only a tool to make disciples for the kingdom. We will advance kingdom assignments with unity and anointing. We will release the prophet so the people can be changed into another person. We will teach faith and love and compassion and community and family. We will teach how and demonstrate what it's like to be the royal priesthood, the holy nation, the peculiar people. How many of y'all ready to be peculiar people? I am. I'm ready. I'm, I'm willing to be that really that peculiar people that he's called us to be. Hallelujah. So we will steward this gift well. And so... I, w I want to uh, go to our vision board here in just a little bit. Um, but I want to talk to you about the next thing. Is let's leave an, a legacy or an inheritance of the power of the Word of God. The power of the decree of the Word of God. The power of praying the Word, speaking the Word, hearing the Word, being changed by the Word of God. It is so very valuable for you to raise your children, not only telling the stories of the Word and the Bible, but living it out. Not in a religious sense, but in a Holy Spirit sense. Because the Holy Spirit is what is going to give you revelation on the Word of God. He is going to tell you what this means. He is going to educate you. Hallelujah. Not your own self. But the Word of God is to be used as a mighty tool for you to be the miraculous. This is where you're going to see the miraculous stories. This is where you're going to gain the authority and the power and the dominion to go out and have what it is that has already been given to you. Hallelujah. So uh, <clears throat> let me read you one more 
How many of y'all have got a whole list of generation scriptures in your, all written down? I do. Declarations for generations and generations. If you don't, go through your Bible and, and mark down your generational scriptures. There's probably 40 or 50 of them that are promises that is covenant from God that tells you he will save your children. He has promises in there where your household will be saved. There is powerful promises. I'm going to read that to you in just a little bit. So in Deuteronomy 11:18, and I don't know if any of y'all are taking notes today, but um, let me just say this. Some of you may can remember everything that you need to remember. But as I understand it, as we get a little older, we forget a few things. That's what they tell me. I'm not, I'm not going on that train, but um, I've already made <laughs> reservations on the train that I'm delivered from that curse. <laughs> but you know what? You need to go back and look at your notes. I would, I would encourage you men, men especially, Man of God. You know what? That is, that is more attractive to you as, as a man to be a man of God than anything in this world. That is so attractive for you to be the powerful man of God that God made you to be and identify with your Father and Holy Spirit and Jesus. Identity just means you're just like Jesus. That's what identity is all about. You look it up in the dictionary. Just like Jesus. So let me read you this scripture before I go on. <clears throat> Teach, it's Deuteronomy eleven eighteen 18 through 21. Teach the word to your children. Speak in them in your house and write them upon your doors and gates, especially your gates, because it does promise us that our children will be, they will speak to the people at the gate. That's how you raise your children. So if there's any evil thing that even comes in your, tries to come in your gate, your children, you look it up, it's in the Bible, that your children can be raised to where they can speak to the enemies at the gate. And so ride them upon your doors and your gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children as the days of heaven on earth. Isn't that beautiful? How many of you would like to raise your children in a, in a way that whenever they get to be adults, they don't have to go through a lot of counseling and they don't have to go through a lot of deliverance because they're the ones that know how to speak to the enemies at the gate. They know how to speak to the powers of darkness when, it, when they come to the family. They know what Jesus would say. They know what Holy Spirit says. That's what we're doing today is raising these miraculous young people, miraculous children. It's teaching them that Jesus is always with you, inside of you, goes with you everywhere, helps you, teaches you, loves you. And how would it be? That's covenant right here. That your children would experience heaven on earth. They could live in such a way that uh, our kids, like, 
they they grew up and they were like we didn't know that all this stuff happened they got to be teenagers and got to see all that stuff because they just thought everything was really good because that's what we we didn't ever tell them we pastored lots of churches and we pastored uh, uh, many people and many people were not many good you know what I'm saying all of them were not good but you know what our kids didn't know it our kids thought they were wonderful and they would come home and tell us stories and we're going like oh really oh yeah I heard that but you know what it didn't come from us because we were trying to have a platform that they could live as heaven on earth in their homes. And the, the only way you can do that is bringing the kingdom in. You bring the kingdom of God into your home. And the kingdom of God is your platform. It is your reality. We think the world is our reality, but oh no. Because you know what? We're kingdom people. We are miraculous people. We are supernatural people. And I'm, you know what? I'm not telling you some kind of a fairy tale. I'm telling you what the Word of God says. And I'm telling you that you can raise your children as the days of heaven on earth. That sounds like the kingdom. As it is in heaven, let it be done where? We pray it every day, right? We speak it every day. So by using the Word of God, you can usher the kingdom of God into your home. You can usher heaven right into your house. So I, I want to encourage you as parents, grandmas, grandpas, what stage of life you're in, to get out your brick-and-mortar Bible. Start in with some promises of God for for Johnny, for Lucy. And you know what? You go and you circle those and you date it. Holy Spirit will show you which ones to pray over your children. The, the greatest treasure that my husband left our children was every one of them had a Bible that he marked up that he put their name in. He put their sibling's name in. He wrote the date that he prayed for them. He circled it, put their name by it. And whenever he left for heaven, he said, make sure y'all get your Bibles. He said, oh, yeah, Daddy, that's, that's the one most powerful, pr precious thing that we're, we're going to have. And they at home, they can open it up and they can see their name in it. Oh, my. That was from 1981. What was I doing then? And so I encourage you men, how many children you have, get that many Bibles. It may take you the whole time you're raising them. It could take you even into their adulthood. It could take you even farther. Until you go home and be with Jesus, have a Bible for every one of your children to give away. It is the most precious gift that you can give other than living for Jesus every day. As you live the word out, be sure and leave the word. 
leave the word as a legacy, as, your, as the inheritance. Thank you, Father. I love to see, I have numerous Bibles as well, and they're marked up. You open my Bible, you probably, <laughs> some of them, you can't even hardly read the Bible because there's so many markings. But their names are in there. Just like whenever uh, my children were born, I, I started a, a, a collection, coin collection, for each one of them. And I, did, I didn't have a lot to invest at that time. So you know what? When they were born, I just got a, I just got a jar, and I just started putting money in it from that date and time. And when I stopped, then I started on the other kid. And it wasn't much. Of course, it's grown a whole lot now, have a whole lot more to give them now. But that small beginning, the Word of God tells us that a good man will leave an inheritance to his children. And in the same verse, it says, and the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Same scripture. So I think God is telling us in that scripture, I have it down somewhere, that he is telling us to leave a legacy of not only wealth to your family. And some of you are like, oh, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know, I just, I just barely get along. Well, that's, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about finances today. Y'all are going to just, okay, we're going to go. Oh, Jesus. So uh, God's word is pro- programmed to produce what is promised. And y'all need to really, really stay with me today because you're, you won't regret it. We're going to anoint you for health and wealth. And I'm going to give you a, a, tell you about a dream I had. And we're going to break off. Um, I, I may just have to come back and preach the rest of this because there's a whole lot here I want to share. Um, but we're going to break off. financial poverty and mindsets about money, about your wealth. Because some of you maybe have a mindset that you're only right here and, oh, thank you, Jesus, I'm here. But he wants you to go higher. He wants you to have more. He wants to bless you so that he can bless the king, you can bless the kingdom of God. So, uh, I, w- I do want to touch on our vision board. So I was in uh, uh, an elder meeting, and we were, we were kind of pray-storming instead of brainstorming. Y'all ever done that? You know, people in uh, business meetings, they get together, okay, we're going to do some brainstorming. But you know what we do? We do pray-storming. And we want the thoughts of God. We want what he wants. We want to hear what he has to say. So we were talking about different, different ways to introduce our vision for the new church. So I began to tell them about the story of Jacob and Laban. And many of you know that in Genesis 30. It's an it's a unbelievable story, really, but that's all the Bible is. Feed 5,000, you know, with, with a little fish and bread. So we were talking about, I was talking about how that 
that Jacob, and, and you'll just have to go read the story because we don't really have time because we do want to get to the anointing. This one I do want to tell. And so Jacob had left his home and went to the land where his uncle Laban was in order to find a new life, maybe find a bride, maybe find God's will because God told him to. <laughs> and so as he got to Laban, and he seen Rebecca. He fell in love with Rebecca. Oh, beautiful, wonderful. And so, <clears throat> of course, uh, Laban said, you'll have to work for her seven years. Oh, I'd gladly. She's so beautiful. I'll gladly work for Rachel for seven years. And lo and behold, uh, things changed on the wedding night. He actually married Leah, which was, sorry, but the ugly sister wasn't quite as pretty. <laughs> Sorry, that's what it says in the Bible. Uh, so uh, he got stuck with her. But you know what? Laban said, well, I'll tell you what. She's the oldest, so that's the way it works. You have to marry the oldest one first. And he said, okay, just so I can have Rachel, I'll work another seven years. So he worked another seven years for Rachel, and then, of course, Rachel became his wife. But um, so he was... Uh, the Lord spoke to him and told him to leave. He, uh, he had made Laban rich. I mean, uh, he had many cattle. He had much land. Uh, and he had got wealthy because of Jacob. And so the Lord told Jacob to leave the country and go back to his homeland. And so he told Laban what was going to happen, that he was leaving. And, and uh, he wanted his share to take with him. And Laban says, no, 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 this is all mine, and I don't want you to leave. So they decided that they would uh, divide up the, the animals, the goats and the sheep and the cattle. And so I, I when I tell you the story, I feel like that Jacob had done this to make Laban rich already, and that's the reason he, he knew how to do this is to put vision boards. So anyway, they, uh, Laban got all the cattle, sheep, and everything he wanted. And guess what? They took it three days away from where Jacob was going to be. And he, he got the, the uh, runt of the litter. He got the weak ones. He got the brown ones. He got a few spotted and a few speckled. He didn't get too many because that's just the way it was going to be. So... Jacob, he built a vision board. Just like we have right over here, uh, Pastor and I talked about it, and the, the board, the elder board, how that we want to put the vision of the new property in front of you so that you can uh, go up and you can pray over the new building. You can prophesy over the new building. Uh, I don't know if y'all have ever uh, had a vision board. Anybody in here had one? Holy Ghost will give you a vision board. And, of course, the Word of God is your vision board. So you have to decide what I want, what Holy Spirit wants me to have, what I need. And then, therefore, you go after it in prayer. You go after it with the Word of God. You go after it with decrees. And, and you know, you work, but you also have to have faith, releasing your faith. So um, Jacob... He began to, to peel, because at that time, let me, I know I'm going way too fast in this story, but uh, the ring straight 
and the spotted and so forth was very, very good cattle, very good lambs and goats. It was like the highest breed and the most expensive. So Jacob, he took trees, <coughs> excuse me, and he would shave them and make spots in these dark trunks. And he would put them before the watering trough so that whenever, and the mating times, and they would see the ring. He made rings in the tree so that they would have the ring straight. He would make the spots in the tree trunks and put them before them so that whenever the animals seen them, that's what they would produce. How many of you know whenever you, what you see is a lot of what you produce? That's why we need the lens of the Holy Ghost. So we will reproduce what the Holy Ghost is saying to us rather than what our flesh is saying. Because our flesh says, I want that. I need that. And we go get it without asking Holy Spirit and seeing what he wants. But as these cattle and sheep and goats began to multiply very quickly, very quickly, then he became wealthy, and Laban's just kind of remained the same. So that's why I think that he had used this method before, and he knew that he could do it again. And he got very, very wealthy, and then he left and went home, took his family with him. Short story there. So I do want to... I want to skip on just a little bit. I talked about, I wanted to talk about how that our vision is hyperlinked to prayer. Uh, prayer is hyperlinked to the seed. Uh, so um, it's, this is just so powerful. How that your prayer is hyperlinked to your vision. The word of God is hyperlinked to prayer. And prayer is hyperlinked to the seed that you will sow. So, now we, we will have next week, we hope to have, or the next week, we hope to have like just sheets of paper with, um, with these uh, on there so that you can take them home, so that you can pray with them at home. And I didn't even get to tell you about, uh, how many of you will stay with me about five or ten more minutes? Just to get prayed for. Just to get anointed, because you're going to get anointed for health and wealth. I'm going to tell you what Jesus told me. I'm going to tell you what Holy Ghost showed me in a dream and how that I'm supposed to release it. But the first thing I want to do is to tell you um, about circling your vision with prayer. And I'm going to tell this really quick story about Honey. He was a... He was a Jewish sage in the year right before Jesus was born. And he saved the whole generation simply because he'd done what God told him to do. Now, this had been a dark time where nobody heard from God. Nobody heard the voice of God. But Honey thought and knew for sure that God would hear him. So he, it had been a huge, devastating drought for way over a year. People's crops failed. People died because of the devastating drought. And Honey was strong enough 
that he went and got his staff and he drew a circle in the sand and he fell on his knees and he said, God of heaven. Oh, let me just read you the, I wanted to read the, the uh, I wanted to actually read the prayer that he prayed. Um, I don't want you to miss this. Lord of the universe, I swear before your great name that I will not move from this circle until you show your mercy upon your children. Not just a rain, but for a rain that will fill the cisterns and the pits and the caverns. Not for just this rain, but the rain of your favor and your blessings and your graciousness. And he stayed in the circle until God sent the rain. It saved the generation right before Jesus was born. And the rains came. The favor came. And so this is what I want to say to you. Circle your prayers. Put yourself in a circle and say, by faith, I'm not moving out of this circle until you save my child, until you send your favor upon me, till you, and stay with it because Holy Spirit will give you exactly where to draw the circle. So I just seen us drawing circles around, oh, I, I would like to build that classroom. And you draw a circle. Me and Holy Ghost is going to uh, see that this classroom gets built. Uh, and, oh, I, I want to I wanna circle the, uh, the uh, uh, air conditioning system. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I want to circle all the chairs. And not that you have to give that much to buy all those chairs, but you stay in that circle until you know by faith uh, that you have the chairs have come in or whatever it is that Holy Ghost leads, uh, leads you to, to circle. I'm telling you what, God is powerful and God will work with you and you will work with God and you will see the miracle come. So just like Jacob had the vision board in front of him, you are welcome to come. And I'll go over there, but I'll kind of holler a little bit. But you go over and you prophesy to that building. You prophesy to that Sunday school room or to, that, to uh, uh, the, the parking lot. What is it that God's going to give you to circle? What are you going to hear from the Holy Spirit that you and him are able to raise that money in your spirit? And then it'll come forth in the natural. Because that's where we get all of our miracles. We get them in the supernatural, in the spirit. And then they show up in the natural. Hallelujah. Because he puts his super with our natural every time. Hallelujah. So, um, let me, I want to go ahead and close, and I just want to, um, uh, it, it's not in the Bible. It is, uh, no, it's in the book of legends. Yes, I, I got that out of the book of legends. Honey is, and he knew how to pray. It's a powerful prayer. I can, I can put it on our post. It's a powerful prayer that he prayed, and he decided he wasn't coming out of that circle until it rained. And so I encourage you today to find your own circle. Circle what it is that you say, that's what me and my family and Holy Ghost, Jesus, Father God, is going to come forth. I'm going to use my faith and, of course, you release a seed into the ground, and we're going to talk more about seed in the, in the days to come.
but you just think about the story of Johnny Appleseed. He, he sowed like thousands and thousands and thousands of seeds. And do you know that he has, there is only one tree that Johnny Appleseed sowed that is left. And uh, it's 150 years old. It's still alive. But think about all the seed. And when you sow your seed, uh, think about how that it is going to affect generations to come. There's power in the seed. We used to teach on a seed all the time. And so that was one of the last parts uh, of my message that I wanted to. um. So um, I want to tell you about a dream. It's very short. But I want to. I want to take authority. As we pray for you today that we will break the curse of poverty off of your bloodline, off of your generations, because you are supposed to live in health and wealth. That's what the Word of God says. And so I had a dream. I had one Saturday morning. I had one uh, on May the 20th, and this is the one I really want to zero in because we're going to anoint you in just a little bit. So I had laid there dreaming, and all of a sudden, there was an anointing that came over me in a dream. I felt the anointing before. I've never felt it in a dream. It was really more real than any lifetime anointing that I've ever felt. And the Lord said, I'm anointing you to lay hands on people and to release these two scriptures. And he told me the scriptures. And the first one was Mark eleven twenty three and 24 says that if you say to this mountain, it shall be removed. And you, can, you believe you receive what you say. Mark eleven twenty two twenty three. And he also gave me the other scripture and read it to me. He said, beloved. He called it out very strong. Beloved. That's who we are. We are his beloved, and he is our beloved. He said, beloved, I pray above all things, isn't that something, all things, that you would prosper and that you would be in good health as your soul prospers. And he said, I'm giving you an anointing that when you lay hands on people and you speak this scripture, that it's going to increase their finances and it is going to heal and give them good health. And so I preached this at Baytown and there was some miraculous things happened. There was people who gave testimony of financial increase. And also while we're praying today and anointing you, we also want to break off any, any spirit of poverty, any curse of poverty, any in your bloodline, in your generations. We want to also break that off. So I do want all of our, um, if our leadership team would come. I had some oil right here. We do have some other oil. Uh, yes, we do need some oil. 
that I had oil. Yeah. Uh, if our leadership would team would come and also looks like we need our uh, our pra- our prayer team. I mean our altar ministry, sorry. Altar ministry team. Yes, we do need oil. Because I was specifically told that we are to Okay, great. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So here's the way it's going to go, and I know we're running over, but you're going to be running over. (laughs) That's prophetic, because I know a God who does it, (laughs) and we're going to release that into you today. So what is going to happen is that I'm going to go, I'm going to go down the line, and I'm going to, because that's what he said, the Holy Spirit said this, and he, he said also, you anoint people to have increase in their finances and their wealth, uh, their wealth and their health. You will increase in good health, and you will increase in wealth. You, as you lay your hands on it, but he said there's one thing that you have to do. You have to tell the people that whenever they receive this anointing, that they're going to go lay hands on someone else and release the anointing. And this is how that the wealth is going to be distributed to the just. Is that It's kind of like that pyramid thing. It starts and, and grows and gets bigger and bigger. So you can anoint your family at home. You can anoint people that you lead to the Lord. You can anoint them to receive health and wealth. How many of you think that's a good idea? I think it's an awesome idea. (laughs) How many uh, do you know that would turn down health and wealth? Anybody? No, I don't think there's anyone. And how many of you today know, you know in your spirit that this is exactly what Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about. As that he wants you to have better health. He wants you to ha- be wealthy. He wants you to be, not, not just to be wealthy, because the word of God already also uh, promises us, and you can decree it and declare it in Psalms 112.2, that wealth and riches are in our house. And so whenever you are decreeing and declaring at the vision board, that is one scripture that we're going to have up there. And we're going to have declarations up there for you to declare and decree over the vision board. Hallelujah. So that's one uh, uh, Psalms 112 and 2. Wealth and riches are in my house. And 3 John 2, everybody, hear that. He wants above all things for you to prosper. And for you to be in good health. I, I say excellent health because that's what God wants for us. Hallelujah. I haven't been sick in 50 years because when I was 27, God changed my DNA. All of my other families had everything, cancer, diabetes, and alcoholism. I mean, everything you could think of. I'm not on any prescription drugs. <laughs> I live in the glory of God. I just got a checkup from my doctor shaking their heads. I don't know. You're just a miracle woman. I'm going like, yes, I am. And I tell them, I had my DNA changed when I was 27. And you know what? God can change your DNA today too. 
He's no respecter of persons. He loves you, and he wants you to live in good health. So if you have something wrong in your body today, if you are uh, sick in any way, he wants to heal you from head to feet. So what? this is how it's going to work. I'm going to anoint these real quickly. Then they are going to go down the aisle, and they are going to anoint uh, as many as possible on the, on the ends, and as many people as you can, but you're going to go ahead and stand up. We want everyone anointed, okay? Now, if you do not, if our, uh, if they come down this aisle and they don't get all the way down the row, then guess what? You get to anoint. You may need to release the anointing today before you leave here. Even if someone else has been prayed for, I urge you to release this anointing. You want to keep it flowing. How many of you want good health and wealth to keep flowing? Hallelujah. You got to keep it going. You got to keep it flowing in your life and in, uh, through other people's lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. So I'm just going to go down the road really quick. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you are anointed. You are anointed to receive health and wealth. You are anointed to receive health and wealth in Jesus' name. You are anointed to receive and give away health and wealth. You are anointed in the name of Jesus to receive. To give out by the Holy Ghost health and wealth. You are anointed in the name of Jesus to distribute health and wealth and to anoint. You are anointed right now in Jesus' name to distribute health and wealth to the family of God. You are anointed to go and anoint others for health and wealth. Receive health and wealth right now. You you are anointed to receive health and wealth right now. You are anointed to receive health and wealth in Jesus' name. Now, as our team just goes out, go down all the rows, and then if they don't get to you, then you begin to anoint. Okay? Go ahead. Go down all the rows. Go find people. It's very necessary for us to anoint. Oh, Third John 2 says <laughs> that you will prosper and you will be in good health as your soul prospers in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. I break generations of poverty and I break every generation curse in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. On the bloodline, I rebuke it. I cast it out in Jesus' name. I thank you, my Father, that you are anointed for health and wealth. I thank you, Lord Jesus, right now in Jesus' name. And people begin to begin to decree and begin to uh, uh, declare hallelujah that that every generation curse over your finances is broken hallelujah y'all been anointed oh good good okay just keep on anointing and make sure that you anoint someone today in Jesus name hallelujah Oh, okay. 
Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. We just both at once. <laughs> oh, in the name of Jesus, I just... I release health and wealth right now into their family and into their bloodline. I break every generation curse of poverty off of them and off of their bloodline, off of every generation. And I release in the name of Jesus health and wealth. Healing is flowing through your body right now in Jesus' name. And you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace in Jesus' name. Thank you, my Father, for the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Health and wealth in Jesus' name. And, and before you leave, if you want to, if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, please, please anoint someone else and come over to our vision board and speak and pray and prophesy over the... Uh, the vision board that we have up for you concerning our new building, of course. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Are you just seeing so much in the Spirit? Wow. I'll have to hear it. Thank you, Father. Don't leave without being anointed and don't leave without praying for someone else. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.